Shalom and welcome to the Union of Messianic Jewish Congregations weekly Torah commentary series. I'm Rabbi Russ Resnick and this week we're discussing the seventh Haftarah of Comfort, Isaiah 61.10 through 63.9. At the great turning point of Moses' life, when God really needed to get his attention, he chose to speak to Moses from out of a thorn bush of all places. Why not from the wide blue sky or the starry heavens at night out there in the wilderness? Or why not from the mountaintop or at least from some big impressive tree, but a thorn bush? Midrash Rabbah records a long discussion on this question and here's my favorite response. It says in the prophets, in all their affliction, he was afflicted. God said to Moses, do you not realize that I live in trouble? just as Israel live in trouble? Know from the place whence I speak unto you from a thorn bush that I am a partner in their trouble. Now this Midrash is citing the final verse in the Haftarot of Comfort, which we've been reading the past seven weeks. It's a bottom line to Isaiah's whole message of hope and consolation for Israel. Isaiah 63, 9. In all their affliction he was afflicted, and the angel of his presence saved them. In his love and in his pity he redeemed them. He lifted them up and carried them all the days of old. Now before we consider this bottom line in more detail, I should let you know that this translation, in all their affliction he was afflicted, is disputed and may read differently in some of your Bibles. I'm building here on a traditional Jewish reading as reflected in the Midrash above, which goes back to the early centuries of this era. Some readers have a hard time with this translation because it's just hard to think of a God who suffers, who doesn't always bail us out of the bad times, but instead goes through them with us. Still, this translation seems right for two big reasons. First, it's consistent with the entire second half of Isaiah, which looks ahead to the Babylonian exile and God's promise to return the exiles and restore Jerusalem. This section of Isaiah, which is the source of all seven haftarot of comfort, opens with the words, Nachamu, Nachamu, Ami, comfort, yes, comfort my people, because the time of restoration is at hand. Then Isaiah hears a voice crying out, In the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain, and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. This highway through the wilderness leads back to Jerusalem and what will be seen on it, not people, but the Lord's glory. Isaiah sees heralds stationed on the high places around Jerusalem, announcing God's return on this highway. If God is returning, where has he been? In exile with his people. That's an amazing idea and a great source of comfort. God goes with his people even into exile. In all their affliction, he was afflicted. 
Second reason why this translation makes sense is that this picture of God in exile is consistent with the rest of the verse in which it appears. And the angel of his presence saved them. In his love and in his pity he redeemed them. He lifted, lifted them up and carried them all the days of old. The angel of his presence mentioned here appears elsewhere as the angel of the Lord, which brings us back to the burning bush story. There the angel of the Lord appeared to Moses in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And then God called to him out of the bush. Is it the angel of, of the Lord or the Lord himself calling to Moses? It's hard to distinguish between them. And that's exactly the point. God is so involved in Israel's redemption that he came to them as the angel or messenger of his very presence and lifted them up and carried them himself. What kind of God is this? He's a God who won't insure us against all possible disasters, who won't provide an alternate route around all the possible setbacks and defeats. But he will go into the disaster ahead of us and carry us through. He's a God who doesn't keep his distance from his people, even if we're headed in the wrong direction. A God in exile who sends a Messiah in exile to gather us back to himself. So if Messiah Yeshua is in exile, unrecognized, cast out, a source of embarrassment among his people, Israel, he's still our Messiah, the key to our redemption. If we're loyal to this exiled Messiah, we should be as loyal as he is to the people from whom he's exiled. As followers of Messiah, we don't separate ourselves from our Jewish people, but we remain in and among them to welcome Messiah back into our midst. We express our faith in Messiah and, and invite other Jews to join us in ways that honor and support the Jewish people and our tradition. And we'll be there to join in welcoming Messiah back at his return when we say, Baruch haba b'shem Adonai. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. God meets us where we are and wherever we go, even in our wanderings. We might well ask how we are to respond to this reality, especially as we make our final inward preparations for the days of awe, which begin with Rosh Hashanah early next week. Isaiah gave three directives to the, to the faithful remnant of his day which can help us remain faithful in our day. One, stand firm. To remain loyal both to Israel and to the Messiah who is currently in exile from Israel is not the most popular or polite option around. It requires us to stand, to stand firm against the social and religious currents pushing against us, the forces of assimilation and relativism, just as the faithful remnant in Isaiah stood firm against the social-religious tide of their day. Two, take the long view. Isaiah's remnant wasn't disheartened by the reversals and difficulties at hand, but looked far into the future to see the renewal that God would bring. So should we. We are still struggling to see a multi-generational Jewish people movement for Yeshua. We are living in times of great peril for Israel and indeed for all nations. We need to fight the good fight. 
but always with a vision of the promised restoration, which Isaiah repeats many times over. Three, find God's joy. It's striking how often Isaiah reminds the faithful remnant to rejoice in the midst of all their troubles. They face all kinds of temptations and hardships, but in the Lord they have an endless source of all they need. So for us, don't get sucked into the false joys of materialism and secularism, but also don't get sucked into a joyless world rejection. Joy is evidence of God's presence amidst the gloom and doom of our times. Taking the long view doesn't mean escape from such circumstances, but living amidst them with strength and positivity. On that note, since we opened with the final verse of this week's Haftarah, let's conclude with the opening words. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall exult in my God. May we celebrate the coming holy days with joyful awareness of God's presence wherever we may be. This is Rabbi Russ Resnick signing off and wishing you a sweet and fruitful new year ahead in Messiah Yeshua. For more commentaries like this one, visit umjc.org slash commentaries. Shalom.